Hey, Wooboos, welcome back. It's season three, episode four, and this has kind of turned into a bi-weekly podcast, but we're back. Chris is here as always. I'm here, still in Singapore. Um, so I don't know what's going on back in the hometown, but maybe Chris can give us some updates there. Sorry, guys. I think, you know, it's been crazy going on with all this different time zone and stuff. And actually, Chris is waking up early. I'm staying up late. We're, we got to get this done. And it has been a week delayed. But, you know, we've kind of noticed with these two-week delays, we are bringing a lot more content. It does seem a little more interesting. So hopefully, there's some saving grace there. But this week, let's talk about some shows that are new. I want to talk about a show Chris made me watch that I have actually enjoyed a lot. And we can get into that. Chris, how are you doing? Pretty good, man. Um, This week, in terms of shows, has been a pretty exciting week, to be honest with you. And I, I don't think you've watched these shows, but I have some commentary in terms of them. And then, to be honest, I haven't caught up in terms of all the fall anime season except a couple so it's become clearly evident to me which shows i'm looking forward to every single week and those are the ones that i'm caught up on and then there's a couple that i'm not caught up on and the ones i'm caught up on and i think are the bangers of the season are one jobless reincarnation which you haven't watched yet which is a, a complete disgrace as a isekai fan and our representation of isekai fans for the entire anime communi- community here. And two, Ranking of Kings, which is another show that's something that I've been looking forward to every single week. And and we were just talk- talking gush about 86, so I'm not going to gush about that even more. But Ranking of Kings and Jobless Reincarnation are the ones that I'm just looking forward to every single week. I actually get up and like look for the show actively for it to be updated on Funimation which is a tragedy based on our last podcast, but it's, it's fine. They're both on Funimation. It is what it is, but both of those shows, man, they, they've been pretty good. I'm excited to see how they go. Um, I, I do think right now, I know I, I talked about how Java or sorry, 86 was, or potentially could be my favorite anime of 2021. But in the current season, I do think Jobless reincarnation is my favorite anime and it's, probably not even close right now it's made me feel things and gave me i don't know it's it it's the only show that's moved me in any kind of way in the last two seasons of anime so far and i think that means a lot so yeah that's how my week is going i have a couple other shows i want to talk about first or talk about later but what have you been watching and what are your thoughts so far on the fall 2021 season? Well, b- before we get into what, I, what I've been watching, in what way did uh, Jobless Reincarnation move you? Because this tag on my anime list says etchy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jobless Reincarnation has some fan service, and it's not my favorite part of the show. It's, it's there. It's like an isekai show, you know? Um, it's basically the the show or the story that kind of started like the isekai genre essentially and because of that there are a lot of themes like the fan service themes are kind of just existing because of that and that part i don't I mean they really got to be for. more than existing they they have a tag it, it got a tag there no you know like it's it's not as evident now it's it was more evident i think in season 1 but in season 2 they do it for like the first 2 minutes of the, each episode 
and then it, it just like completely glosses over it so like once once the opening hits it's not even really an opening it's like an intro like every intro is a new scene with like some background music music playing and once that hits it's 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 like the story it's like time for the story time for the plot let's let's advance the story even more and recently i i, I can't really talk about it in, that much because it will be a huge spoiler but yeah i don't know the story itself is um really good in terms of the character development the connection of characters and the relationships that the characters build kind of like the humanness of the characters so like in a lot of isekai shows right every every character's op nothing really happens they don't really feel anything they're just like well i'm 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 the shit I, I can do everything, um, kind of like assassin, and they're just the most OP character of all time. To some degree, Jalvis Reincarnation, like the main character, is OP, but he does have his flaws that have kind of just transferred over from the real world. So how he lived in the real world, like what he was hurt by, like his insecurities in the real world, is transferred over to this one. And he's he has to tackle each one and then try to get better as a person. Um, and also trying to like learn from his mistakes that he encountered in the real world and then fixing them in this isekai is like, I think what makes jobless reincarnation significantly better than the other isekai. And that's why it's, doesn't really feel like an isekai to me. Okay. Okay. Maybe, maybe I'll watch the first episode tonight because I was going to watch Arcane, but you know what? Oh, for the sake of your argument, maybe I should watch Jobless Reincarnation Episode One. Wait, 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 wait. I'll decide. So, <laughs> Arcane. Um, I, that was a show I wanted to talk about. Um, I don't know why you like. Wait, why'd you decide you want to watch it? Because you don't play League, but I don't play League. I was recommended. Do you watch Arcane? I was like, no, I don't even know what League is. And then all my friends who don't play League were like, it's okay, just watch it because it's good. And I said, but I don't play League, and they're like, you'll like it. And I was like, fine fine i'll watch it yeah so that was one of the shows i wanted to watch or want want to talk about i have a bunch of friends who like to party and go out on, on friday saturday nights they stayed in last night to watch arcane so i was like if you guys stayed in to watch arcane it must be pretty good <laughs> you guys gave up a night out to go watch arcane yeah it to kind of add to that like I've kind of talked about this in, in the past, but like I watch anime sometimes with my girlfriend and then she's kind of like disengaged sometimes. But I was watching Arcane and we kind of watched it together and she was like, wait, this is actually good. Like you, you, sh- you need to like wait for me to like finish the finale. So I haven't watched the finale, but I'm just like itching to watch the finale uh, because Arcane up to this point has been just so damn good. And that might be partially because I play like league and tft a lot but if you even if you don't play league and tft i think the show is just good like to be honest with you it's probably better than 99 percent of the anime that came out this year and it's probably not even close there's probably like three exceptions or like four exceptions that might be better than arcane or like on the same level but riot did a hell of a job for arcane and i think even if you didn't like league like you will still like Arcane because there's no aspect to the show that's really League except the characters themselves and the names. So that's pretty much it. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So if I had to choose tonight, 
what what's the choice here? Arcane or Jabba's reincarnation? One episode. Well, I think um, there's another show that needs some consideration here. Did you see that Netflix released Cowboy Bebop? I don't have Netflix, so no, I have not. <laughs> oh, no, that's a tragedy. But if you have access to a Netflix account, I think you should consider watching Cowboy Bebop. Because t- we talked about it in the past for the podcast in terms of like what we wanted out of the Cowboy Bebop show or the live action. I've watched three episodes now of Cowboy Bebop 2. So it's been a bit, very busy week with the uh, Arcane and Cowboy Bebop and all this, the weekly anime. But hot take, this Cowboy Bebop live action is pretty fucking good. <laughs> and I haven't... Oh, okay. I okay, haven't... Okay. I haven't read any reviews, so it might be getting flamed to the ground by the anime community. I, I didn't want to read them because I knew it was going to skew my opinion, make, make me say something that I didn't think. I, this is just purely my first impression slash impression from the show. The production of the show is actually really good. The acting, one of the actors is meh, I think. Uh, the actor that acts Jet is, is, isn't is great. But John Cho, Spike Spiegel, a fucking banger. Like, he's actually so good at Spike Spiegel. And, and the other part of the show that i really enjoy is they didn't try to exact replica cowboy bebop they made it a show that has some themes from cowboy bebop so like the plot line can overlap with cowboy bebop but they added their own spin to it to make it more modern to make it more funny for the western crowd the the script is better i think better translated obviously it's not like a word for word translation from the anime they converted it to something that's more digestible for a regular audience member. And it's another show that I obviously made my girlfriend watch with me. And then she was like, wait, this is actually pretty good. Like, I, I'm, I'm interested. Like, we could keep watching it. I think the only negative part about the show is there are still some aspects to it that are just purely anime-y, um, anime-like which we've kind of talked about in the past where like we don't want to see that in in some live actions potentially. But besides that, the show, I think, as a standalone show, is really entertaining. Like, it might not be the best show, but for me, like, I want to watch the next episode. And that's how I felt with Arcane too. Like, I I was like, I need to watch the next episode. And that's exactly how I felt with Java's Reincarnation too, where I was just like, I, I cannot wait to watch the episode. So... Yeah, three really good shows. Wow. It's unfortunate it's almost 1 a.m. here, so I only have to choose one. And I have to choose one that's not going to ruin my night and make my week very, very tired. But having said that, we have talked a lot about Cowboy Bebop. I think I'm going to start there. That sounds like somewhere I should start. Yeah, so when, when you go into it, I think, you know, ha- have a little bit of open mind at the same time but i do think like john cho is really good as bike and the production the the side the i guess like the sci-fi elements so like kind of the special effects of the show i was like really impressed with i was just like wow wait this is actually like a pretty high budget show for them to be able to like create a world like this where i feel like i'm getting like kind of consumed by it or like being drawn into it i 
was scared that they were going to kind of skimp out on the the budget a bit and then the effects and animation weren't going to be as good but I, I didn't feel that way at all and I was just like wait wow this like kind of for a Netflix show like it's it's no Star Wars obviously it's no Star Trek because those are movies that get a lot more money but for a Netflix show it's pretty close to that and I was just like oh this is this is entertaining as a show and I think right now on the Netflix like top 10 I don't know how true that top 10 list is it, it could be like a complete marketing ploy for Netflix to get people to watch some some shows I think it's number three right now and that's not a bad starting point I think for a show that was adapted from anime considering how much hate there had there was or online you know haters for Cowboy Bebop that's definitely a good starting point I mean we saw how much online hate there was coming into this so it's good to see that Netflix at least if they're trending now is true trending now then I'm glad to see it's popular yeah of course like the starting the start of a show doesn't mean it's gonna end well but yeah i mean there's i think nine or ten episodes out already so i think it's the full show is out you could binge it all if you wanted to but i think in general like they did a good job and this is something we talked about in the past where the show just had to be good as a standalone show it didn't have to be an exact replica of cowboy bebop or whatever that some live actions try to do but I I think they didn't kind of stray too far from the original anime, but they added their own twist to it in order to make it easier for the consumer. And I think it's it's working, to be honest with you. Um, and it would work on a lot of people. I think a lot of people that don't even know what Cowboy Bebop is, like if they watch the show, they would enjoy the show. So in anime fashion, are they staying with like shorter episodes or did they go with the uh, longer 40 to an hour? No, it's style? it's like 40 minutes to an hour. Um, that's the same with Arcane as well. So both shows are going to be a bit longer than a Jawless Reincarnation. You could fit probably two episodes of Jawless Reincarnation into one of the episodes of the other two. So might want to consider that too since it's getting late for you. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I guess that that is definitely a ploy to definitely fit more in, um, and kind of keep it similar to maybe the Western style shows that have been coming out lately. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. How like the biggest shows right now are actually I actually think they're not really anime. It's more related to anime, but either live action or gaming related. I mean. And the reason I had heard about Arcane as well was that I don't know if you've seen these expos that they they did a right did a crazy marketing job for for Arcane. Yeah. In that they had these like actual exhibits and I actually ran into one in Singapore. Singapore has like exhibits everywhere. Um but they had one for for Arcane and I kind of never really cared about it, but then I I've been going through the same malls. I mean, there's not much to do here but go to malls. No shout, no shame, no like hate to Singapore. I love the malls, but it was like destroyed um, when I saw it this week. And apparently, that was a whole marketing scheme to like destroy the expo. I don't know anything about the story, but apparently, it, it's something that happens in the story, or or it's something related to something about the city in the show being destroyed. I don't really know, or someone stealing something. Anyways, 
Maybe you could look into it and you can explain to me. All I know is there was a nice exhibit and then it got destroyed, but the destruction of it was like part of the advertising because they left it like that. Yeah, so I think what Riot did was one, um, they released a show, a nine episode show in fragments of three. So they it's like three separate parts. Like the first part is essentially your intro, your like your backstory to all the characters. They explain to you, what's happened to them how they're living um and essentially how they get to this i guess to the point that they're at when they're like adults and at that beginning part is it's just like you know introduction of the city is that they live in you know they, they're from different com- communities and there's a clear separation in the story of like the nice part of of the world and the raunchy kind of hoodlum part of the world world so there's like kind of that divide and there's like not banter, but like there's conflict that that resides within the the two separated communities. And in the second part of the story is like a new arc, essentially what's happening currently uh, once these people become adults, and also just like the conflict becoming a bigger problem, like the between between the two communities. So, and then the third part is obviously the climax of of that conflict. So there's like different stages and different fragments of the show and i think that's what they're trying to portray like at the beginning like everything was fine and then like part two you know the conflict starts to brew and then everything's not okay and then in part three is when the resolution of the conflict occurs so then that's probably what they were doing in terms of like marketing the pop of store but into different kind of aspects so yeah and right went like all out with their advertising for arcane it's it, it's been while there's there's been a huge exhibit here in LA as well um, people have been going there's like literally like laptops and PCs where people can game at the exhibits there's a bar that resembles a bar that's in the show stuff like that obviously like in in game for like League of Legends and TFT they were like completely advertising it too and it's everywhere on Twitch as well um, there's like Twitch has like gaming categories so like categories by game that's how you could like kind of search search like the streamers but they literally have like the, their own like arcane category where people just watch arcane on, on twitch now with the community so stuff like that um yeah right definitely went all out with it wow that's impressive i mean honestly advertising is the key to success these days as sad as that is i mean it's true if you advertise well and you can live up to the hype i mean that's the key to being successful yeah i mean it, it obviously helps that they have probably the biggest big video game of all time in league of legends that that already gets millions of viewers right league is played all over the world um this whole world championship for it like so obviously like it's a global game that people are playing and still actively playing and because of that you're just gonna bring in a lot a huge crowd is league f2p yeah it's free to play yeah and there's no benefit with paying is it just skins it's just skins it's literally just skins um it's all visual stuff so it's it's doesn't give you any benefit in the game so it's not like a like a genshin impact or something where you have to get better characters or you get like special abilities it's not pay to play right Yeah, yeah yeah it's not pay to win pay to play it's all free so like it's really easy for someone to get into and also there's just like different subcategory games now that riot is coming out with there's league there's obviously tft which is more of a strategy game and there's like legends of runeterra which is 
literally the same as Hearthstone. So it's like a card game. I love Hearthstone. They have so many different categories of games that it's just like you're going to find something you like eventually. That's a part of like the Runeterra or like League of Legends world. And they're in production, I think, right now for a MMORPG, which is going to be probably a really big deal when it comes out. Oh, wow. All right. So gaming. Riot. Riot. Yeah. Sounds like they're doing something right, at least on uh, the gaming end. I won't speak to some of the other things that are happening internally there, but... Yeah. <laughs> Don't even talk about the internal things happening there. <laughs> but hopefully they're turning that around, too. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Okay. Well, I guess uh, speaking of exhibits, um, Pokemon released, and Singapore also had a massive exhibit for that. <laughs> have you bought the game? No. I have not, but I've been watching it a lot. I've been watching it on streams um, all the time, essentially. You know, it's it's like the classic Pokemon game, which I think you would appreciate as well, but obviously is more nostalgic to me. Like, it's not like kind of the let's go format where it's like a revamped, completely like brand new style, or it's not like the, what was the, was it Sword and Shield? That was the most recent one. Where it was like a kind of semi open world, but not really open world. So in that sense, like it's it's a bit it's a bit more nostalgic. And then like I I love watching the shiny hunting because it's just hilarious. For those who don't know, me and Chris, when Pokemon Let's Go came out, we sat in our apartment shiny hunting. Like I kid you not, we sat there for maybe two hundred hours <laughs> trying to catch every shiny in the game. It was it was the most time I spent on Pokemon ever in my life and it was kind of fun though i'm not gonna lie um every hour i spent outside of work was probably spent shiny hunting and but even then like shiny hunting is like kind of like not like a fully engaging thing right like you can watch shows or something while you do it because you're literally running in a circle over and over again there's just no way um i remember i was in my car and or i I would be driving all over the place to kind of just go on like adventures or whatever with my girlfriend and I would literally tell her, like, hold the, hold the switch, just run around in circles. And if you find this Pokemon that has a different color than this Pokemon, <laughs> just tell me while, while I'm driving. And then I'll, I'll catch it <laughs> somehow at a red light or something. I was like, I was so addicted. I just, like, needed to spend every single hour outside of work just, like, running in circles just for a shiny Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, our Let's Go collection is impressive. It's, it's actually impressive. It took so long, though. Like, I remember I hatched, like, or maybe fished. I don't remember which one, but maybe 500 to 1,000 Magikarps for a shiny Magikarp. And it was was just, like, I was miserable, man. That was the most miserable I was playing a video game. I ran into Black Charizard, and it ran away from me. (laughs) I failed to capture him. That was heartbreaking. That was a tragedy. Man. How was the exhibit stuff? I miss shiny hunting. The exhibits were nice. It was pretty cool. Like they also went all out. Um, I saw a lot of like kids um, kind of taking pictures, and they had the demo- they had displays up of all the cards. I don't know where these cards were from. I don't know if there's like a new like pack that came out or something, but they look like all VMAX versions. It looked really cool. I mean, it definitely seemed like you know Pokemon is still very popular amongst all generations. So. That was good to see. It's always good to see um, kind of 
people of all cultures actually coming to go look and and walk through it so they made a little park for those listening and it was just a bunch of pop-up like cardboard pokemon but it was really cool the way they laid it out so like you would just kind of walk down this trail and as you went you would just see different pokemon and it really gave me flashback vibes of shiny hunting and i was like i kind of want to go shiny hunting and i wanted to buy the game so the problem is i always tell i've always i've always said this i always buy the physical hard copy because i like to have the case and i was like oh but i really want to play i'm not gonna be back for another month so i've been debating do i just download one and then buy the other one when i get back how about okay how about how about this how about i buy the dual pack one and i'll just leave one of them for you and then you download the other one. Oh, see, I'm, I'm down for that. Okay, because I was like, I kind of want to just buy the dual pack one. I don't know why. <laughs> just so I know that someone else has the other version so I could uh, get all I the I kind of wanted Pearl. I don't, I don't know what you were feeling. Okay, I, I like Diamond better. Okay. Okay, I had Diamond the first time around, so I was like, this time I'm going to play Pearl. All right, good negotiations here. All right, here we go. It's time to go to GameStop. Right. I'll go to GameStop right after this podcast if they're even open right now <laughs> this early let's hope it's still open i mean the last time i tried to go to that game stuff it was closed for good yeah i don't, I don't even know if like GameStops even have like stores at this point <laughs> maybe i'll go they to had the pre-sale i think if for pokemon they were doing like the i mean the pre-order is over now but i think you could get a free post or something if you had pre-ordered GameStop's doing actually a i'm going on a tangent here but they're doing a black friday sale where they do a buy two get one free on any title and some of the titles are really good. Like Breath of the Wild is in there. Like NBA 2K22 is in there. Um, Mario's, I think Odyssey is in there. Like there's some pretty good titles in there for you to like get a buy to get one. So I was, I was looking hmm. at that. Random, random uh, question for you since we're on the topic of gaming. Do you, I don't know if it's even an option do you plan on playing a uh, halo infinite i am a big halo fan but i have no idea how i would play it at this current time yeah i mean like you probably can't play it in singapore but they just came out with a new halo on pc and xbox obviously so well yeah i don't have the xbox and my pc for anyone who doesn't know can barely run a game without becoming like literally 80 degrees fahrenheit oh no celsius i mean it's you know it's christmas time um you could put in that request for a Xbox or a PC. Not maybe not PC, an Xbox, <laughs> since you're more of a console player. But on the good PCs, you can play console. So yeah, yeah. I mean, like, but if, you'll just be running off your computer, which sucks because you, you know, you gotta play all those sweats online. I think it's just like you can still play like with your controller, and eventually it just comes down to like what your MMR is, or, like your win rate and stuff in terms of matchmaking i think so but yeah halo infinite like i i know we kind of grew up with this so i was just like or at least halo in general so i was like oh maybe he's he's gonna buy xbox for this because it looks pretty fun i i've said i was gonna buy an xbox everyone told me i'm insane because apparently the playstation is the best one but i do like the xbox and we're microsoft stands out here at heart so yeah definitely microsoft stands so <laughs> but yeah I, I mean i was i downloaded the game i haven't played it yet um i was talking to one of our friends um to play it together so we'll, i'll probably end up playing it sometime over thanksgiving break i suck at halo but it just looks like fun and it's very nostalgic 
So yeah, that was I don't my... know about nowadays, but back in the day, Halo just wasn't. It didn't seem like a toxic community. Uh, I don't know if that was because we just weren't. But I in was the also community. a kid. Yeah, yeah like we were kids. Kid. I wouldn't know what, what toxic actually was because I was probably some toxic like ten year old. Yeah, throwing controllers around. Yeah, I mean, like the people that usually like end up being toxic are like the the Gen Z people. Or I don't even know, like, who's, what's younger than Gen Z? Whatever younger than Gen Z is, like, it's the teenagers that get, like, super angry over just, like, small things. So that that's what end up, ends up being the toxic community in, like, League or Valorant or <laughs> Call of Duty. So I was, I was watching some Fortnite videos um, this past week. And it was this old, uh, I forget the guy's name, old, old Fortnite player. Uh, back from season one for anyone who played fortnite back in the day the season one uh skin is very uh, recognizable it's the sh- it's the dragon shield the black dragon shield um but anyways this guy puts on the skin and he's like oh i haven't played fortnite in like three years wanted to see how the community was like so he's like i'm just gonna go around and try to make some friends and he just tries to go up to people like sneak up behind people and just start emoting right and like nine out of ten times, the person turns around and just looks at him, and then just shoots him. <laughs> <laughs> and he just keeps playing sad music as it's happening. No one wants to emo with him. I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, Fortnite's community is kind of weird. To be honest with you, it's a much younger crowd. Um, I think some people are trying to bring it back. Um, I think Ninja just started doing a lot of Fortnite stuff again. So it's just, I don't know if I'll ever come back to what it was, but it's definitely a interesting community. Uh, yeah, I I think I'm going to download Pokemon this week. I brought my Switch. So, you know, last week was crazy. I didn't have time to even watch anime. Yeah, as long but as I your Wi-Fi lets weekend, you. So. As long as your Wi-Fi lets you download Pokemon, then you're good. Yeah, I just got to be able to download it. But, you know, maybe uh, kind of jumping back into, get jumping back, going off, I know we're going a lot of tangents, but let's go back into some anime, because I did say I did catch up, and I did. I did watch the sh- one of the shows you recommended, and I want to talk about it. So I watched Ranking of Kings. You might have seen it on Funimation's history, but most likely you didn't see that I watched it, because Funimation's UI sucks. No, I actually did see it. I was like, oh, someone's watching Ranking <laughs> of Kings ahead of me. Yeah, and um, I watched the first four episodes, and when the fifth one came out, I was literally pushing my refresh button to watch it. And I'm actually surprised this thing is almost rated a nine on my anime list. Granted, it's only got like a hundred thousand members in its community, pretty low key, but this thing is cleared for twenty three episodes, so we're still so early, and it's so good. Um, but like you said, I understand what you mean by. It took some time to get used to, but really it only took like maybe 10 minutes. Like the art at first 10 minutes, I was like, oh, this art's weird. And then for some reason, it just starts, it just starts hidden and it just, it just works. I don't, I don't know how to put it, but the, like what I was, I'm going to just kind of go on my thoughts when I was watching this. When I first started, when you, when I first turned it on, I was like, and I'm not going to try to give many spoilers here because I want everyone to go watch this. I said, what the fuck is Chris trying to make me watch? What is this homo- homunculus looking thing from like <laughs> Full Metal, Full Metal Alchemist? <laughs> That's literally what uh, it is, though. 
I was like, did I just, did I just, am I watching, like, some weird, like, FMA brotherhood crossed with, like, some, like, weird 2D 2000s anime? I was so confused. Yeah, I mean, that was the same thoughts I had. I was just like, oh, I knew my anime list, like, rated this a 9 out of 10 in terms of, or it's close to 9 out of 10 so far. And it, because of that, it's been getting a lot of buzz, a lot of traction on Twitter, and everybody's been kind of tweeting about it. And then, but the original work, I think, is like a 6.5 or something on Mal. It's it's very low. I don't remember what the the exact score was, but it was really low. And I was like, oh, like, how is there such a big discrepancy between kind of the original work and the, the anime? And I, I went into it with a lot of doubts. And I said, like, first impression, like, I, was, I saw the art, I was like, what the hell is this? Like, this just looks like the lowest budget piece of crap that I've seen in my life. And then as you kind of watch it, for me personally, like, Bochi, the main character, is like super likable. Like, you can't help but to root for the guy. And I was just like, what? I'm like kind of kind of hooked to this. Like, it's like a shonen, but like the, the protagonist isn't OP. Like, he has parts to him that you know he's better at than no a normal person but he has a lot of flaws and that he's like very human and you can kind of relate to it a lot easier and i don't know like that's why i liked it a lot and then uh-huh and then i heard the ending song which is done by yama i, I don't know if you you know yama's artist i was like holy shit this ending song's best ending song ever and i love yama um and she's probably one of the biggest artists in japan right now in terms of like popularity uh like how much traction she's kind of gained and i was just like oh they're definitely not skipping out on this budget because if you can get yama the hottest artist in japan right now to do your ending song there's no way in hell like you're skimping out on the budget um so i just kept watching because of that yeah like the the production of it is really really well paced i don't know how to explain it but it just goes well and like you know that one guy i think his name was like bebin i thought that guy was like i thought i just was like getting all these weird analogies in my head i was like this is like aladdin's antagonist crossed with the uh, fma brotherhood <laughs> 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 but actually uh yeah kage right that's the the homunculus looking looking thing yeah that guy's played by a pretty uh, prominent voice actor. Yeah, yeah. I recognize his voice, but I don't know who it is. <laughs> yeah, it's Ayumu Murase. Uh, he voices like Hinata Shoyo. Um, oh, that makes anyways, sense. I, always, I know I always go on these, these voice acting spiels, but the reason I brought it up this time is because I just want to you know add some comedy to this podcast. And I want to talk about the voice actress for bochi so i clicked her right (laughs) she's had one supporting role um in an anime that hasn't aired yet so this is actually her first like um i guess anime but i i mean for anyone who doesn't know bochi is deaf and he also can't talk because he's deaf so she just makes noises as the (laughs) character right (laughs) and like she's got like nine comments now on her profile on my anime list and i i would like highly recommend you look at it because it's only nine comments you can read them all (laughs) and like let me just read some of these comments 
You have no idea how many times I've teared up watching Bochi. Great voice acting, if you ask me. Next person. Dope voice acting. Ah, all the time. <laughs> ah, next comment. Ah, 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 ah. Inspired Bochi's voice. Next comment. Amazing stuff. Keep it up. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. It's so funny. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, like, if... <laughs> It's a pretty small role in terms of a voice acting role. Like, there's no way they got someone really big for it. But <laughs> I mean, no shade, no shade, because uh, but it's it was just funny because I was like, I wonder who they chose for this role because like all they do is make noises. Yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully it turns into you know better roles or something for her down the road because you know, Bochy as a character is pretty pretty good as a character, and. <laughs> I guess I guess like I feel emotional by the sounds that she makes, so that's that's fine. Right? I mean, I mean, it, it makes you feel some way. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. But if you click on any of the other um, voice actors and actresses, they're all actually really big people. It's just Bochi, where I think they uh, well, obviously they didn't need someone too important. Yeah, but. But hopefully this is the start of her career. She can say I, my first my first big anime. I I made noises. <laughs> it'll it'll definitely get her the next job probably. But I think the studio is done by Wit Studio too, right? So it's like not that's a, correct. Yes, it's not a small studio that does it. Wit's art style is like not the same as what Ranking Kings is. Usually, um, they do a lot of other other stuff that's very high quality. So it was. It was kind of surprising, but at the same time, yeah, like you said, like they didn't skimp out on the other voice actors. They didn't skimp out on the artists for the opening and ending. Um, the opening song is done by King New, which is another really big artist. Um, so it's like they have the budget, they have the money, definitely to make the show good. And like you said, it's a twenty-three episode show, or it's slated for twenty-three episodes at least. So it's gonna be an interesting story to watch. I think I'll obviously continue to watch it. I'll look forward to watching it every single week but it's gonna be interesting because kind of similar to what happened with aquatope this season where it kind of just like fell off a cliff for us because other shows just got better around it i can see that happening for ranking of the kings or ranking of kings once demon slayer comes out in december and aot comes out for me personally in january because obviously those are like you know the king of shonen at the at the current moment so it's just hopefully those shows don't make this show like look worse in a sense and i don't i don't even know when chainsaw man's coming out now actually but if if chainsaw man overlaps with it too it's just like holy crap they're just like there's other stuff that could potentially overshadow the show right yeah it's it's crazy to see uh, the lineup like we've talked about, this is like the golden... We're coming into a golden era for anime. It's actually really exciting. Yeah, but you haven't even watched Attack on Titan, bro. Shh. You know, Attack on Titan is something I'm going to binge. I'm going to binge it. And it's gonna when I binge, it's going to be fast. It's probably better that you binge it because there's so many things that's going on in the plot that you just need to watch it in one go essentially to capture everything and to understand everything so in that sense that you're probably doing a better or doing yourself a service there but yeah i'll get it done we got a month we got a month and a half a little month and a half 
we'll get we'll get there yeah i mean the attack on titan is not even gonna end till march or april too so like you can watch it then too <laughs> to be honest i guess kind of coming back to this current season i happen to be looking at our funimation history and were you the one who started rewatching sunny boy no that's not me okay i was gonna say who clicked sunny boy was this an accident i'm not watching sunny boy i could tell you that i'm not wasting my time on that crap <laughs> honestly that might just be like a funimation ui bug because i i just don't have it shared in my funimation account except for with you so it probably just like popped up randomly okay well yeah funimation yeah i, I don't know what they're doing do better yeah do better do better tact did you catch up with tact op this week I'm not caught up entirely. I think I'm on episode... What, what's the most recent one? Eight? I'm on the one before that. It was eight or seven. Oh, it might be seven. Then I watched through six. I, I, I think it's it was fine. Seven. Still? I think it's fine still. Like, it's it's not something I look forward to each week. It uh, probably held its ranking probably for me this week. Um, didn't get better. 86, I actually think, dropped. It was okay. It was an okay episode. Telling you, life reincarnated as an assassin. I still like it. It was very dark, though. This episode was very dark. It's actually, I would not think, this just that last episode. I don't know if you're still planning to watch it. I'll probably watch it eventually. But this this just made this show not for kids. I don't know. How, it, it was it was very dark. I mean, the show is already, like, pretty not for kids. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's already, it, it was already, like, dark and maybe it was pg-13 before but like now i think now i think it's like well this last episode was like r-rated there should be like a r-rated warning for it (laughs) i don't Uh. know how else to explain it but it was and it wasn't r-rated in terms of fan service it was just r-rated in terms of the storyline huh maybe i'll like it because i like dark people and dark shows okay maybe i won't spoil it for you then but it's like really, I don't think, I think it's too dark to like. It's actually like concerningly dark. I was hmm. surprised that they they talked about a topic like this in an anime. But maybe we can go into this next week if we even want to go into it. It's it's really, it's really dark. All right, I'll watch it. I'll, I'll definitely get caught up on all the fall 2021 stuff by, by next week. Because for those, those that don't live in the U.S., it's Thanksgiving this week. So it gives me some time to you know just shut off and not work and watch anime so i'll definitely get caught up as long as i'm not watching cowboy bebop <laughs> cowboy bebop arcane all the anime there's a lot you gotta man. still watch a uh, bell and the bell and the, the princess dragon i don't even remember anymore <laughs> yeah there's Frank a lot princess there's too much but I guess um, before we kind of wrap up this podcast, I I thought of a list of questions for you <laughs> as an anime fan because I don't know what went through my head, but I was like driving one day and I was like, I wonder if I'm the only one that kind of thinks this way because of anime or if Pat actually thinks this way too. And they're not, it's, there's not like a whole lot of questions, but it's just like kind of spitfire questions for you. So, you know, All like right, when you watch like like a a romance show or something and then like or like if a girl watches a romance show like let's say the notebook like their like thought process of what a what a relationship should be is kind of like skewed to what 
they portray in the notebook or like if a kid watches disney shows like they always expect like a happy ending but then like it's not always a happy ending right so it's like their thought process is skewed and i was thinking like have that has that happened to us with anime and me personally i i think it has <laughs> so i wanted to see if like it, it was the same for you so in like relationships and it's, it's a variety it's like a variety of topics in life it's like a, a wide range variety of topics so it could be a relationship question it could be like a life question it could be us just being dumb etc okay well maybe let me let me give some like spitball and like rapid fire answers then to that question okay so so the first question i have is have you ever like unreasonably thought you had some protagonist buff and thought that you were gonna win or that everything was gonna be okay just because you had a protagonist buff so an example would be something like you played baseball in the past you stood at the plate you probably didn't practice for like six months and you're just like you know what i'm just like such a beast like this is gonna be a home run because i'm the protagonist of this game uh yeah i actually was just thinking about baseball um there was a couple times i would just you know you you sit on an on-deck circle you swing the bat and confidence is a big thing in all sports and you just say i'm a monster like i'm a beast no one's gonna strike me out i'm gonna hit the ball or other times i do really dumb i used to do this really i used to do really dumb shit which is kind of embarrassing but you know i was just like i would think of myself and be like you know what? if i have a showering gun it's gonna awaken right now i'm gonna hit the ball <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, that that has happened to me. I mean, maybe going throughout the years as a little kid, I thought I could go Super Saiyan one day, and probably almost came close to like popping out like my veins because I think all kids our age did that. Yeah, definitely yeah. thought I was a protagonist throughout my entire high school career, and definitely was way overconfident. Definitely thought maybe I could even manifest like probably a shotgun gun at some point, or even become a ninja. Definitely had the whole the whole uh, syndrome, the adolescent syndrome. Oh, that was actually one of my questions. That... I was like, "Have you ever had middle school syndrome?" <laughs> Definitely had middle school syndrome, but not in the not in the way that I would publicly act it out. Yeah, I don't know why I thought of this. This was like the first question that came to mind because I remember, at least for me personally, like like I said, like on previous podcast episodes i played i started playing tennis because of prince of tennis and then i remember thinking like if i think like dioma there's no way in hell i'm losing this match even though i know for a fact this guy's better than me but no i'm, I'm fuck it like i'm i'm the protagonist like if i hit this shot with 100 percent energy it, it's going in I'm, I'm winning i'm winning this match and i was like i wonder if i'm the only one that thinks that way because of anime because I started, there's like a direct correlation to Prince of Tennis and me starting to play tennis. Or if Pat like thought the same thing with the baseball, he was just like, I'm, I'm a fucking beast and I'm just going to go up bat and destroy this thing. And I was like thinking back because, you know, we like kind of semi grew up together from high school. And it's been like 10 years. There was like one basketball tournament that's like story for the fans, but like for the listeners. Um, there was one basketball tournament. I was like, holy shit, this guy has protagonist buff for sure because... Um, it was like an eight team tournament for the people that don't know. Um, and then like we were the eighth seed of the tournament 
essentially playing against the first seed of the tournament. And I remember thinking like, we're, I think we're down one or something with like three seconds left. And I just gave Pat the ball and I was like, fuck it. Like he got protagonist buff. He's going to, he's going to win us a game right here anyways. And then he hit a game winner. And I was just like, holy shit, he does have four protagonist buff. And then going into the next game, which was like three hours later, uh, we were still the A seed playing against like the fourth seed or something. And I was like, let me just get this man the ball because he got protagonist buff today. I was like, holy shit. Oh, we got another, we got another game winner and win. And I was like, oh, maybe, maybe Pat thinks the same way that I do. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got to the finals where we should have never been and got absolutely destroyed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we have protagonist. You have protagonist buff for one whole day. Yeah, that whole Saturday was protagonist buff. I think I think Chris and I might have scored like seventy percent of our points that day. Yeah, I was just like it was it was like one of those like unreasonable moments where we were just like, What happened here? <laughs> like and how did we get to this point? But like after that I was just like maybe there is some something called protagonist buff. But yeah, that was my first question. Plus I guess you already asked my sec- second question of whether you had middle school syndrome. So and then the my third question, you might have already like answered this too, because you thought you had Sharingan, but I was like kind of in direct correlation with sci-fi and psychological thrillers. Like, have you ever thought you could read someone's mind or like read what someone was thinking just cause? Or like thought if you just like look really closely at them or look like deep into their eyes, like you just knew everything, kind of like a Lelouch or like a light from Death Note. I feel like sometimes I still even have these like random ass like thoughts like that where I'm like you know how like um it, it's not even in anime it's like in all movies or something where like the main protagonist will like calculate out like 50 moves in advance yeah every once in a while i'll like be just doing random shit on the street like oh this person's walking towards me i bet they're gonna go right so i'm gonna go left and then i'll just play a game maybe because i'm bored out here and going insane <laughs> You have nothing better to do, but guess what direction people are going. But, yeah, I mean, I think that's a natural uh, tendency of people is to try and predict other people. That's why board games are so fun, right? I mean, why else would you play Catan in other board games? Unless you could try and, like, destroy other people by thinking what they're going to do. And that's why poker is fun. And that's why I like poker. Yeah, there's like games like Secret Hitler or Avalon or One Night Ultimate Werewolf where it's just like human interaction. So like for those that don't know what those games are, it's like it's basically Mafia. And if you don't know what Mafia is, just Google it and look it up. But it's like a game that you have to like read what people are thinking. And every time we play those games, I like get into this like Lelouch mindset. I'm just like, fuck, I'm just I'm, I'm a beast. I know what everyone's thinking. I could see into everyone's heart and soul and no I, I i don't see anything like i i definitely don't see anything but the, maybe i still have middle school syndrome because i still think this way <laughs> and then i'll just think like oh yeah i could definitely i know what's going on in, in their heart so um i was like maybe i'm just a psycho for thinking like this and maybe i've watched way too much code yas and death note i think we've just watched too much anime <laughs> yeah so that was my next question speaking of death note um this is another tangent but we know platinum and is written by the same writers as death note right yeah read an interesting comment online that was uh i really liked the the thought that someone wrote basically 
This is the opposite of Light in Death Note, where the main character, it's like a, still a fight for it to be God, but instead of being, uh, instead of just killing everyone to try and do that, this is the opposite story where the guy doesn't want to kill anyone and doesn't know how to protect it because he's a pussy, basically. That's pretty true. That's very accurate. And then they wrote, but it doesn't work in this scenario. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking, I guess. I, I can totally see why they went like a 180 to like try to not resemble Death Note, but have like the same themes of like trying to be the man on the top. But yeah, it, it doesn't work that well. <laughs> okay, yeah, but sorry about that. Keep going. You, you said you had another question. All right, all right. This is a, this is a more dating related question and maybe maybe this has already happened to you because this is actually possible but have you ever wanted to be a protagonist in a harem e.g multiple girls fighting over you but in most harems the main character is like well there's the oblivious ones and then there's the ones who are that's like the story i think it would be fun why wouldn't it be fun most of the time the protagonist is like innocent right like they are not like a chad they're a very normal normie and they somehow pull like a girls but then there's also the i guess there are some chads like kirito is a chad you know so <laughs> i think it would be fun who wouldn't like that if a guy or a girl i mean has this has this happened to you ever i think in high school it did once but i don't know if that was a wanted situation or not <laughs> Are we talking about me or are we talking about you? <laughs> talking about you. I can... I'm talking about you. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, we we that's gonna be kept down and kept hidden in the books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those are just weird situations in real life. Yeah, like it never plays out like a harm, right? Like a harm is just a harm. Like it's it's a very much a fantasy. It never happens in real life. Maybe it happens to like Taylor Lautner's or or like the you know well in harms all of the girls be or got probably most i just i guess girls all the girls also become friends that doesn't happen in real life yeah yeah it's more just like mortal enemies around you yeah it's like i'm gonna rip her hair out it's not like you live in a house with five girls that all get along with each other you like him i like him so we both should like him <laughs> we both kanojo mo kanojo it's gonna be great <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just not how it works as 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 fun as it would be that's just not how it works or maybe we're just like not not like wanted individuals yeah we're not we're not chad so like maybe like the orlando blooms of the world or like you know the devon bookers of the world who get kendall jenner or maybe maybe this is a problem that they actually have where they're actually like besties maybe maybe all right maybe we, we gotta go get plastic surgery for this happen but next question um have you ever taken a girl on a date based on exact replica of what you saw in an anime <laughs> no have you ever wanted a date based on an anime i'm trying to think of a date that i've seen in an anime that made sense to me that's true you know, like maybe like, you know, the classic, oh, I want to walk down the cherry blossom skies, pink cherry blossoms. Because the only the only dates I can think about in anime tend to be carnivals, amusement parks, amusement parks, fireworks, concerts sometimes. 
Maybe called yeah, maybe. There's or some just things like that are some... like really Japanese. I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe like uh eating or like but most of the stuff is, is very I think standard. I mean I haven't had that experience. Maybe maybe you have. A hot springs? Oh. I have done a hot spring, but I don't know if that was anime inspired. Yeah, it's a pretty generic thing. That could have just been Japan inspired. Yeah, I don't think I've done like exact replica, but I might have said some words that are an exact replica of what's said in a script of anime supply. <laughs> in order to, you know, woo someone. But I think the only one I've like ever wanted to do is like the cherry blossom thing, but I've never been to Japan in the spring. So I've just never been able to do like, you know, the classic you walk down a f- street full of trees of cherry blossoms. All the cherry blossoms are kind of like dropping from the sky and it's just it's a vibe, you know. That is a vibe. That is a vibe. But in anime, it's always like the perfect wind, the perfect scene. Yeah, literally. Anime portrays relationships a little a little too too much for me. But having said that, there's probably subtle things that I've picked up in anime that, you know, maybe I have a thought about it in some way. Like maybe if life was perfect, this is how a perfect relationship would be. I think some of the relationships that are portrayed in anime in general are a bit weird to our from our perspective though because it's so japanese it's like so passive you know what i mean um like if we ever try to go through the dating route of anime it would take us like five years to get to that point because they're just like oh yeah let's just be friends let i'm gonna beat around the bush and then we somehow naturally get together because we get together or like for some reason you're in a harm with five girls already fighting over you <laughs> And you could all you had to do is pick kind of scenario. So like anime relationships aren't the best. I could see that. Yeah, I think the whole relationship thing is a bit harder to maybe draw direct comparison to. But I'll have to think on that one. Yeah, I've definitely had a lot of like Japanese inspired dates. I think though, because I just watch a lot of Japanese shows. So like anime, J dramas. Maybe more so J dramas, but, but, but you are Japanese. Yeah, but like in the end, <laughs> I'm still American, right? Like I'm like Japanese American, you know. So like, if I went to Japan, like they would never view me as like a full Japanese person. It's just like not possible. And if I ever like interacted or like dated someone that was full Japanese, it just it would be like a mess because I wouldn't pick up on anything. Dating in different different uh. Languages is tough. You gotta have a, a very good connection. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, I mean, like, it's not like I can't talk to them, right? Like, I can talk to them in Japanese and communicate, but at the same time, I think like the kind of nuances, the relationship nuances, are just so different in Japan versus America that I would just never be able to understand it. I would just be confused. Yeah, I think that's true for like a lot of languages. And and that's the hard part about dating is that, yeah, I think there's a lot of slang and relationship vibes that I guess you would only know if you grew up like in that in that culture. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it might be different if they're like super like westernized Japanese people, you know, so in that sense, it'll be easier, I think. But if they were just full Japanese from rural Japan in the middle of like Sendai or something, I would just be like, what? <laughs> I don't know well, what I'm doing. I mean, the comparison—it's it, even like uh, if, we, if you dated like someone from 
the middle of the United States. It's, you probably wouldn't pick up on that either. That's true. That's very true. Because, you know, like, California Japan is a bubble. is very different. Yeah, and California is very different from country America. Yeah, that's, that's very true. I mean, the U.S. is so big that the cultures just change naturally by either region by or state. So it's probably the same with Japan. All right, that, that, that was my list of questions. I have one question now that you've kind of got onto this real-life comparison topic. Okay. Because I thought of this, re- like, I thought of this, re- I don't know why I thought of this, but maybe because there's a lot of Japanese food out here. But have you ever gotten something because you've seen it portrayed, like, food-wise, portrayed in anime, and then uh, you got it in real life, and it just didn't live up to your expectations? <laughs> Oh, I'm sure there is. I'm sh- I'm sure there has to be. I'm trying to think of what though, because I can list three things that I've tried okay. that I never have tried before. I never tried them growing up because obviously I'm American. But like, when I finally did try them, I was like, oh, the anime made them look so much better. Okay, well, what are the three things? The biggest disappointment was pudding. I'm gonna have to say it. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to defend this because I'm actually a pudding stan. But where did you get your pudding? At a 7-Eleven? Ninjia. I just grabbed one of the puddings. That, that, doesn't, not, that, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Okay, wait, wait. Have you ever... Okay, for those people that are in America, or, or I think this is actually Korea, but have you ever had Paris baguette pudding? Mm, I, mm. I'll buy you Paris baguette pudding when you get back. That's a, a real. Here. That's a real pudding. Trust me. Okay. 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 Fine. You you can get your pass on the. Pudding. All right. Maybe, maybe that's what you do for your Thanksgiving, because uh, you're you're spending Thanksgiving alone in Singapore. You go get yourself a pudding from Paris Baguette in Singapore. Okay. I'll, I'll record it. I'll, I'll make a I'll make a segment on it. Maybe I'll make a TikTok on it. Okay. I can't guarantee that's the same quality as the U.S., but I'm sure it is. It's got to be just as good. Yeah. yeah. None of that store bought pudding. Like, you gotta go to a real, real place. Okay, okay. Fine, 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 fine. I'll give you a pass in the pudding. Okay. Okay, well, number two. I know we're running long, but number two, Amu Rice. Really? And I know there are very, I know there are very good Amu Rice places in Japan, because I've seen them live. Where did you have it? I've had a lot of places in Japan, and I just, maybe it's just a me thing. I just have never decided, like, is that good? Have you had, like, the fluffy ones? Yeah. Uh, okay. Like, you cut it down the middle, they fold over with yeah. rice. Yeah, you know, it's... I mean, it's in the okay. end, it's just egg and rice and ketchup, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So exactly. it's I was like, like, how good could this be? Come on, man. I know you got the almond rice when you were at a maid cafe. You probably loved it. I might have loved it for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's like, I think, like, where the token almond rice is kind of from, though. Like, it's known at the bait cafes. Yes, that's true. But yeah, in the end, it's just egg, rice, ketchup, and like a meat. So like, you know, you can only go so far with that. Yeah, okay. All right. All right, I can see that. And the, and, and the last one is just because maybe I just saw it recently in a restaurant in another world. But it's hamburger steaks. I like hate them. Really? Like with a, pa- like with a passion. Have you had the ones with cheese in the middle? Uh, I had it once, yeah. But I like like... Menchi katsu is more, a lot more than like hamburger steaks. Uh, okay, I can see that. I mean, hamburger steak in the end is just like a like a cheeseburger without every other thing. It's just like without, a hamburger. Without everything else. Maybe I'm just American. 
Maybe I just want the burger. I want the whole the whole package. Like it's a good pe- it's good, but like if I want meat, I'm gonna get like meat meat. I actually like hamburger steaks better than hamburgers sometimes because I sometimes like the the bread like is either one disgusting or two like it just weighs me down too much and all I really want is the meat and some places do like the I don't know what the sauce is called but the sauce like really really well the demi glaze sauce yeah the demi glaze sauce like it's it's just like spot on like perfect you know it it's just better than just like salt and pepper and ketchup or something so every time i'm in japan i actually like have this like store i like always go to that has this like hamburger steak and uh the cheese in the middle it's just like oh chef's kiss fantastic maybe this sounds like this is a me problem it sounds like i'm oh for three here but no but at the same time like uh, did your mom ever make it because i grew up with it so it was like very normal for me yeah we grew up with it but it was, I think maybe it was the way my family prepared it. It was literally just, <laughs> it was just the hamburger without the, without the buns. Uh, like the ones that like, I guess my family makes it like the sauce is really good. And it's just like very tasty. Uh, we usually eat it with like a side or like potatoes or something. It's just like the sauce just goes well with everything. Um, I don't know what sauce like or how we make the sauce, but I think it's like ketchup plus something, but there are definitely times where I like I crave all three, like pudding, omurice, and hamburger steaks. Interesting. Yeah, I've never craved any of them. But then again, maybe I just don't eat them regularly enough. But I do crave a lot of things. So I think for me, the only thing that might have been not the best or like a little disappointing is crepes in Japan specifically. Mm, those are pretty disappointing. Like, have you had, like, the Harajuku craves? Yeah, those are very disappointing. But those are, like, tourist traps. Like, they'll scream, I'm a tourist trap. Yeah, but, like, it's, like, the whole, like, I don't know if it's, like, a lolly thing, but it's, like, definitely, like, an anime or, like, cutesy thing that just exists in Japan. It's just, like, marketed so heavily. And it's kind of gross. I don't like whipped cream that much, so it's just, like, one, like, that is already, like, a flag, and then to like the quality of the crepe is actually pretty trash <laughs> in harajuku and I, I just don't like it actually maybe hamburger steak is not number three maybe it's maybe it's it's more acceptable now that you've mentioned like things that are like tourist traps or i just mentioned or like just things that like with whipped cream and like that type of stuff i realize i do not like the fluffy pancakes like the souffle pancakes yeah. oh my <laughs> This podcast. Maybe this is a me. This, this, this is pain. a me thing. All I feel is <laughs> pain is, from this podcast. Maybe this is a me thing. This podcast episode is just a, a day full of pain for me. But okay, I get them every time. I get them every time, thinking like I'm gonna love it, and I don't. Do you not like the texture of it or the taste? I don't like. Yeah, I think I don't like the texture of it. It's like too hybrid for me. It's like not watery, but it's like kind of watery and it's not hard at all. It's not like, and it's like half, it's like feeling, but at the same time, feels like I'm not eating anything. <laughs> it's it's kind of true. It feels like you're eating air. Yeah, but you get full. So I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't even get Maybe full the- from it. It's just like, it's weird, but 
I, I don't know. Like some places I think do it well. Other places it's just like it's, it's a full scam. Like we p- make you pay. Oh, I think the biggest downside of it is like it's super expensive. I don't know why it's so expensive. But like a regular pancake is like five bucks. Like you go to IHOP, that's five bucks. Um, But you get a souffle pancake, it's like 25 bucks. I don't I don't get it. It's it's too expensive. But I could kind of see it, I guess. Oh, oh, question for you. Do Have you ever had the fluffy cheesecakes then? Mm, I've had the cheesecakes. I don't know if they were f- specifically fluffy cheesecakes. Like, have you seen like the cheesecakes the che- that jiggle? You know what I'm talking about? From Osaka? Oh, oh, that's really good. That's actually really oh, wait, good. You like that, but you don't like souffle pancakes? Okay, but like they, you eat them at different times of the day. Maybe that's my problem. Maybe you got to eat souffle pancakes as a dessert. Maybe that's yeah. Maybe it's a des- maybe it's a dessert and coffee th- type of thing, not like my my breakfast type of thing. Because I guess souffle pancakes as a dessert, or like the fluffy cheesecakes as a dessert, is a pretty decent dessert because it doesn't make you feel like shit after. Yes, yes, I would agree with that. All right, it's it's a dessert pivot for you. No, no, no more breakfast souffle pancakes. Maybe I need to bring the hamburger steak into breakfast and and move the right, souffle pancake. <laughs> hamburger steak is not a breakfast. That's not the answer. You're just gonna hate it even more. You're like, why am I just eating this big fat piece of meat at nine a.m.? I maybe I'll maybe I'll give that a try. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on the search for putting in souffle cheesecake and pancake. All you have to try is you- literally the Paris baguette pudding. Like that's all you need to try. It's it's pretty damn good it's it's not obviously not the best i've had but like it's probably the better ones one of the better ones all right well maybe we'll give it a try i'm glad you didn't say you didn't hit you didn't hit like sushi or something or else i might have cried on podcast oh no that's i i eat a lot of sushi and it looks better in real life than it does in anime oh yeah definitely ran over we might need to cut some of this out because of our tangents but no the audience and the listeners get a special one hour 15 minute episode since this is converted into a bi-weekly podcast yeah hate us love us agree with us fight us it is what it is hey that was a good podcast we covered a lot of topics today we even went over arcane and bebop success i might not have time to watch arcane or bebop tonight might have to settle with a reincarnation that that's a good settling that's a good settle (laughs) because that's probably the best anime right now. I'm sure I've settled for, for worse in my life. I mean, you watch Assassin and Restaurant to Another World and Far hey, Away hey, Paladin. Hey, hey. Do not hate on either of those shows. You watch three Isekai shows in this season and you didn't watch the best Isekai show of all time. Whoa, that's a that's a that's a bold statement, sir. Alright, what maybe next podcast Tell me if there's another isekai that's better than Java's Reincarnation because I haven't seen one. Uh, let me watch Java's Reincarnation first. If you tell me Sword Art Online, I might just slap you upside the head when you're back. <laughs> all right. I guess that wraps up this podcast. See you all next week on episode five of the podcast. Peace out, weeboos. All right. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Happy Peace. Thanksgiving. <laughs>